G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you listening here today. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really, my job is to help you guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today, Chris and I have a very interesting conversation about the Holy Spirit. We chat through things like why do Christians in the church seem to have such contrasting and differing views of the Holy Spirit? We also point you in a direction where you can learn more about the Holy Spirit to make it less confusing for yourself. We then talk about what it looks like to be filled with the Holy Spirit and how we can connect with God when we feel distant. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope it provides a lot of value to you and your faith. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Beyond the Message podcast. Chris, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you on the Beyond the Message podcast, only because we've probably had this conversation in person five times already. (laughs) Like, there's no beating around the bush here. Like, this is something that we've um, chatted about. We've had differing opinions on, um, but we love it. Like, it's such a good conversation. Yeah. I, I, I love talk, I love talking about this stuff. I love our conversations. Like people might not know this because I feel yeah. like people probably think that everyone thinks the same and stuff at Beyond. And it's like, no, we actually, a lot of us have different opinions on things, but we just kind of rally around the fact that we think church should be for people who don't go to church. Yeah, so that's have right. different opinions on things, but we just kind of put that to the side. We still love each other. You've summed up that really well there. I, I like that a lot. I'm going to grab that. Um, yeah. that little audio clip that's good um, but in case you missed our you know in service um, sorry in person services or online church for this week uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit mm. and I'm so excited to ask you some questions about it but um, I was wondering it's part one of a series and yeah. Chris usually we get you to kind of just give a bit of an inspiration for the series yeah. you know there's I noticed there's a lot of purpose with everything you want to talk about here beyond so why why the holy spirit and why now yep good one well people would probably know that we kind of have on seasons and off seasons at beyond and so this is kind of a this is an off season it's when people are on holidays and so oftentimes we will make our messages a little more insider focused um during the off seasons but also uh it's not something we've spoken about um in any in any great depth you know we talk about the holy spirit just in terms of generally but we haven't done an entire series on the holy spirit and so i felt like it was a great time to do that um we just celebrated our um sixth birthday so great time to kind of do a series talking about the holy spirit but also the reason i wanted to talk about it is um the more and more people who kind of come to faith and come to beyond um i'll hear that like yeah, I'll just hear stories of like their weird church experiences and their weird experiences with stuff. And the thing that kind of that I hear that they kind of when when they ask like, hey, why is someone doing that? Why is someone falling on the ground? Why is that happening? The response that they just got given was the Holy Spirit. And so they're like what unchurched people or de-church people are kind of saying is they're like, we just kind of think this thing's weird. Like this Holy Spirit thing is weird. And whenever anything weird happens, that's the explanation we just point to and say that's the Holy Spirit. And I just was hearing this and I was like, this, it's it's not weird. It's super normal. There's so much more to it than that. And so we should kind of demystify it and kind of like a ghost story. Um, I hate ghost stories personally. They freak me, me out. Me too. I dislike them. I put my hand up the second time when you asked that question in the message. Yeah. 
dislike. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can't do them, but like, I think the, the ones that I have watched where, and maybe you've done this too, Locke, you like watch them and you're like, oh, I can't look away. It's like so interesting yet also so terrifying. I can't look away. I watched one horror movie one time in grade what nine. Was it? Insidious. And that's all I've watched. Like I refuse. I've just, I don't even know what that's about. No, I, I, like, I couldn't even tell you, but I, I just, I stay away from them. I will, ne- I will never watch. I'm saying you've heard it here first. I will never watch a horror movie in my life. Yeah, and I just felt like at times, like the Holy Spirit's kind of spoken about, like a ghost story. Like it's weird, it's intense, it's terrifying, and um, and I just think it should be a natural part of every believer's life. So I was like, well, let's just kind of talk about it. Let's not yeah. stop making it so weird. Yes, I I think that's a, a a very pivotal conversation for us to have as believers. Um, and if you um don't follow Jesus, I'm sure you've got your own experience. Um, whether that be you know, like, oh, I'm not too sure of this thing or, yeah, I've actually been to this church one time and this thing happened and, like, you might have a very clear experience and a lot of questions. So we hope to really clarify some of that and, and hope to make the Holy Spirit less weird and, I guess, yeah, more clarified for you today. Mm. Mm. Yeah, cool. Well, we got some questions to get through, Chris, and um, let's let's just give it a crack getting into it. So... Chris, why do Christians or the church seem to have a contrasting and differing views of the Holy Spirit? Now, I can understand that some people or most Christians would actually agree on the roles of the Father and the Son. And here we're talking about the triune God, Father, Son, Mm -hmm. and Holy Spirit. But from my perspective, I see a lot of confusion when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Not many people can agree or some people can have, yeah, just very differing experiences and encounters with the Holy Spirit. Why is that? I know that's a kind of big, long-winded question, but that is a big question. Can I ask? Can I ask you a question, Locke? Yes. Can you can you kind of give me a little bit of you know? Because obviously you've got an experience in mind, or maybe you've had conversations with a lot of people in mind. What are some of the things that you have seen or observed, or you've spoken to people that play into that confusion? Sure, I've been part of different denominations. Actually, I've been part of the same denomination um, for my whole life. I've been in the Lutheran Church. However, I've studied in um, different denominations, unis and Bible colleges. So while my kind of, I got this one consistent experience, but even within that denomination, there has been a very, very different, um, different things going on with the Holy Spirit. So in one particular church, you know, we talked a lot about Jesus, talked a lot about God, the father, but the Holy Spirit wouldn't be mentioned at all, or it would be, but it wouldn't be taught about or experienced. Whereas in other places, it has been the focus and we've had encounters with God. We've, it's been a big deal and a big part of what we're doing. Um, yeah. And then further to that, so from one extreme of like being in a place where it's not even mentioned or acknowledged to being a part of a, a Pentecostal uni where like mm-hmm. they're encouraging people to feel and experience the Holy Spirit and to act in spiritual gifts and to mm-hmm. grow in, yeah, just this whole encountering of God. Um, which is kind of characterized by experiencing the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of like my brief experience. Um, and, and I've had a lot of, yeah, a lot of different friends and pastors have different views on it. Some are really willing to talk about it and want, mm. want to teach and just get you to understand it. And others are like, won't even touch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's similar to your experience. It is. And I think kind of what you've shared highlights this idea of um, emphasis emphasis so like obviously um, 
and to be honest, maybe someone's listening to the podcast and like, I don't get the whole denomination thing. Like, you know, aren't you all Christians? We are hundred percent. We are. And I would say, honestly, we, we probably agree on 98% of, of things. It's just the emphasis that is placed on certain things means that some things are talked about far, far more. And you can get a completely different experience, even though that 98% of the things we would agree on. And um, you're right. There are certain denominations that almost border on, and this is this is where I kind of it gets a little murky. Um, almost border on putting the spirit above the word, and what I mean by that is, if you know, if the Holy Spirit's leading me to do something, there are some people that would say, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pre- like lead the preference of the Holy Spirit over and above what Scripture says on certain issues." And so I think sometimes we kind of that that leads to an experiential faith. Whereas it's very much like, well, if I'm having this experience or the Holy Spirit's guiding me in this way, then the Holy Spirit's kind of like going to guide me and I'm just going to follow. The challenge is I think we've got to like the, the Holy Spirit will never guide you somewhere different than what scripture says. So if you have this feeling, oh, I'm having this experience and it kind of comes into conflict with scripture, maybe you just add eight bad burrito or something like <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not the Holy Spirit. That is, you know, that's you. And so I think sometimes like there's this, there's, I think that is part of the challenge with it. And I think there is a lot of confusion also because I think at times when we emphasize experiential, it can almost seem like, Hey, if you're not having this experience, you're a little bit lesser of a Christian. Um, and, and I, and I'll be honest, like when I hear it, it comes from a good place because people are like, Hey, I want you to have a deeper experience with God. I want you to have, you know, a greater experience with God. Um, but sometimes like the way God is wide people, they're just not necessarily, maybe they're much more cerebral. And so you've got people sitting there and they're like, well, God's kind of wired me to be really cerebral, really logical. Why am I like, am I missing something? Like, am I, is it like, why would God create me if I can't experience this? And so I think there's a lot of confusion based on the emphasis that people place on it um, to be completely honest. And I think exactly what you've said, Locke, is that people, we, we have often, denominations have a really good understanding or they feel like they can have a good grasp on the father, the son, and then the Holy spirit is not talked about. There's not a great grasp on it. And so it kind of either goes one of two ways, either we hide it, we never talk about it, or we make it this big experiential thing and everything kind of drives towards that. And then it can lead to at times if we're not careful, um, Hey, if you're not having these experiences, then you need to get some more of this. And you're not really up to the level that all of us are at because we're having these cool experiences and you're missing out because you're not where we are. So I, like following on from that, how do we, like, I want to say appropriately engage with the Holy Spirit as a church or as believers, because if there's two extremes, like, I guess we somewhat want to sit in the middle. Yeah. Like what, what does that middle look like? Cause that's, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to be in a place that just like ignores anything that's like too wacky. Right. Or just like, or, you know, or because, you know, you've seen that we've seen the Holy Spirit work like through scripture Yep. Um, there's amazing things that happen, healing and encounters and, um, and that's awesome. But then also, yeah, the other end can be dangerous. So yeah. what, what does the middle look like and how do we, how do we kind of find ourselves in that, that kind of space? The first place I would probably start lock is, and we can't, we looked at it on the weekend is first of all, going to see what Jesus says about the Holy spirit, like, and we looked at John 15, oh, sorry, not John 15, John 14. Um, and Jesus is kind of this whole chapter, you know, the night before he's betrayed, he's talking about like um, the way to the father. And then there's a, around verse 15, it says, if you love me, obey my commands. 
And I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy spirit who leads into all truth. Um, and so I think like one of the ways we can learn more and more about the Holy spirit is to read scripture and to understand First of all, how does Jesus talk about scripture? Um, and, oh, sorry. How does Jesus talk about the Holy spirit when he talks about it? Um, but then also like look at and see the way that the Holy spirit interacts in the book of acts at Pentecost. Um, when the spirit comes, like I'm, I'm thinking even here, like John 15, oh, sorry, 16, because Jesus talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, and I'll just read directly from scripture, John um, 16, 5. It says, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Um, and so when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. And so this is kind of Jesus talking about like that the Holy Spirit's role is to help us follow Jesus better. It's to help us you know, be, be love in the world and help us to be recognized and set apart as Jesus's followers more and more and more and more and more, um, as we, as we go through life. And so I would say, first of all, read what Jesus has to say about the role of the Holy spirit, because sometimes, and I'm, I'm, I think there's a lot of people who understand this, but sometimes it can almost be our experience that like, well, if I don't have the Holy, like, if I don't have this certain experience, I'm not a legit Jesus follower. And it's like, that's not the role of the Holy spirit. Like the role of the Holy Spirit is to help you follow Jesus. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit wants to do. Um, the Holy Spirit also doesn't like give you cool superpowers so you can look awesome. The Holy Spirit's role is to help us follow Jesus, which in turn helps us build the church. Um, there is also a fantastic, fantastic resource um, on the Bible Project website or YouTube channel. If you just yeah. type in what is the Holy Spirit, um, there is this awesome, awesome video actually, and I'll, um, I'll pass the link on to you, Locke, and we can share yeah. it in the show notes, um, that just sort of starts the conversation around, hey, this is what the Holy Spirit is, because the Holy Spirit's been around since the beginning of creation. Um, it's not like something that just got made up later on. And so this <laughs> video kind of talks about the, the Spirit, the Spirit's role in creation, and the Spirit's role throughout, um, yeah, throughout the Old and the New Testaments. I'm not sure if I'm going in the wrong direction here, Chris. Feel free to just yes. keep on moving if, if it's not um, yes. what you want to answer. But some churches I've heard talk about uh, two baptisms. So your mm. first baptism being your baptism of water, mm. um, the one that we would celebrate at Beyond. Like, yep. you know, we've, we've had baptisms. We do them. We do them. It's great. Yep. But then they would say this is a second baptism of the spirit. Um, what's your take on that? And, um, yeah, is that a thing that we need to think about or consider? Is it is it not real for some people or real for others? Like I, I'm, I'm not sure how to navigate that. That's a fantastic question. Uh, here's where, and again, like I, I'm open to be wrong because I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm showing my theological hand here by answering this question. Um, when I read Acts, it, it's a very, very interesting time for the church because until that point in time, um, the Holy Spirit did not live inside the minds, uh, inside the hearts of believers. And so when you read the book of Acts, you see these very different accounts of um, 
the way in which people are filled by the Holy Spirit, because some people were baptized in the name of Jesus before Pentecost. And so there, then there had to be an infilling of, of the spirit. But then after the fact, you do see some people um, are filled by the Holy Spirit and then baptized after. Um, in some cases, like um, one member of the household is saved and then the entire household, including children, are baptized. And so I think what you, what you get in Acts is, is descriptive, not prescriptive. I think it's very, very descriptive, but it's not prescriptive. When I read scripture and I, I hear the words of Jesus, um, the moment that you become a believer, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. The moment you become a believer, the Holy Spirit is a gift that is freely given. And it's the Holy Spirit. Like you can't become a believer without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what illuminates our hearts and illuminates our minds to be able to receive the free gift of grace. So like if I'm, can I just clarify? Yeah, let's do that. So it could almost be less about trying to receive the Holy Spirit. Because I think a lot of people put a lot of effort into receiving and being filled by the Holy Spirit, but actually just acknowledging that like this is a gift and learning how to, you know, how to actually interact with the Holy Spirit and how to live in that rather than like chasing this experience, actually learning and, and being with God and allowing him to just guide and teach us through this process. Yeah. And I think like um, we'll, we'll talk about this, that a little bit later in the episode, like that, that idea, but yeah, I, I guess from my, when I read scripture, here's the question that always kind of jumps into my mind when, when someone is told, hey, yeah, you have to have this infilling of the Holy Spirit. It almost, I, I just personally, I don't like the way that kind of portrays God because it portrays God as this like, hey, well, you've begun to follow Jesus, um, but you just need a little bit more. You're not quite legit yet. You need a little bit more. And for me, when I, you know, when I look at Paul's letters for it's by grace, you have been saved, you know, so that you can't boast. And so salvation is a gift that God graciously gives to us. There's nothing we have to do to earn it. So then why is it all of a sudden that, well, once I'm saved, I've kind of got to level up and get this fresh experience of the Holy Holy Spirit. I think we can become more aware of the Spirit's work in our life, but I would almost liken that to a relationship is that, you know, um, <clears throat> when, when Emma and I first started dating and we first kind of started getting to know each other, um, I, you know, you kind of get to a point where you're like, oh my goodness, could I love this person anymore? And then now nearly seven years into marriage, it like, see, I look back then and you're like, well, yes, I would, you would use the word love, but compared to what we have now, mm. and it's because I become more and more aware of who she is and the way that God's wider and the gifts that she has. And I've become more and more aware and nothing about her has changed. I've just become more aware of it. And so I think the same is true for the Holy Spirit, that we're given this free gift at the moment that we're saved. And then through our walk with Jesus, we can become more and more aware of the Spirit's work and activity in our lives. Definitely. And it can be really powerful. I would, I would like, I'd like to say that as well, that this is a very incredible gift. Like it's like, it's the best gift. And I think just like any gift that we've, we've been given, um, when you get given one, you unwrap it and you, use it you play with like it's it's not just to sit on the on the um you know the shelf to look at like you get to use it and play with it so yes. I, I like i think i like i like where this is going chris i like yeah. it this is this is clarifying for me as well as i'm sure it is for some people in the car or wherever you're listening from um now we, we did answer our second question i think where can i mm-hmm. go to learn more about the holy spirit 
um, you've put a great resource there, which we've got in the show notes and um, the Bible. I think that's a great place to start in terms of learning more about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yep. So we can move on. Um, And we're going to move on to looking at scripture because we've talked about this a little bit and we're looking at Acts 2 verses 4. Uh, and that's at the time of Pentecost. And, and you referenced this on Sunday. You said all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. So this is referring to um, yeah, the Pentecost moment. Mm. Now, we're just going to focus on that first bit. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. I, yeah, I just want to continue on by asking, like, how, how do we do that? How can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? How can someone listening to this podcast be filled with the holy spirit however you might interpret that well and i think this is interesting because this is where what we looked at in john 14 and john 16 marries up with this moment of of pentecost is um we've got to remember that at this point in time jesus had said to his disciples hey i'm going to go and then i'm going to send an advocate i'm going to send an advocate and that advocate's going to lead you into all truth it's going to like you know effectively saying hey the holy spirit in you is better than me beside you and we kind of looked at that idea on the weekend and so they had to have a moment where there was this like filling moment. But you also look at the gifts that they got. The gift that they got was to speak in different languages. And these, was, these weren't like <clears throat> weird languages that people could not understand. These were languages that people in the crowd would have known and would have understood exactly what they were saying. It would have been like me speaking Spanish to someone, even though I didn't know how to speak Spanish. They weren't unintelligible languages that no one had ever heard before. Um. So like for me, the, the answer to that question is how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, it happens the moment you begin to follow Jesus because the Holy Spirit is what Jesus said leads you into all truth. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit is the one who leads us eventually to kind of follow Jesus and place our trust and our faith in Jesus. And so at the moment you say, hey, I want to trust that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, bang, filled with the Holy Spirit. That's cool. I like it. So you're already filled with the Holy Spirit if you believe. Yeah, if you're a Jesus follower, you've, you've got it. What about the role of the Holy Spirit pre-following <clears throat> Jesus? Like, is the Holy Spirit active in people before they make a decision? I think, you know, you look at um, some of the things that Paul said in Romans that God, like, God, God wants, wants to draw all people to him. God wants all people to know him. So, <clears throat> so the Spirit might be active in someone's life, um, trying to help them to see Jesus, but the Spirit's not, like, in there like living inside of them, inhabiting them, um, helping them to follow Jesus in that way is, is yeah. how I would describe it. That's cool. Awesome. Um, as we wrap up, I've got a question. And yeah, this is a, this is maybe a question for someone that has been walking with God and, and been following Jesus for a while. And because um, like, I think it's, it's just good to acknowledge that even though you might be filled with the Holy Spirit, life can sometimes be difficult and following Jesus isn't always fun and that there's other things that get in the road in life or at some point you can actually feel far from God. So um, this last question might be for that kind of person, but I hope it's relevant to anyone listening. And I just want to ask like, what if I do feel far from God? What if I feel like I've tried to connect with the Holy spirit and it's feeling like it's not working? Like I've got a dodgy Wi-Fi signal at my place at the moment. And it's the most frustrating thing because all I want to do is watch Netflix and I have to hotspot from my phone, you know, like it's just the worst. Anyway, we can feel like that with God, right? Like where this connection just isn't feeling like it's working. So how could I take the next step with God um, in a meaningful way to to reconnect and feel like, you know, feel that sense of closeness to God? 
Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And I think one of the one of the challenges that I should just highlight up front is I think there is this can be this negative idea in Western Western Christianity that hey, if your life is not going right, then there's something about you're not following God well enough or something's happening. And I that's not that's not what the New Testament teaches. Um, it's not most certainly not what Jesus taught. In fact, if you looked at the New Testament, a lot of those people, those men and women had really, really difficult and challenging lives after they started following Jesus. It would have been easier for them to not follow Jesus than it was for them to follow. So just because you're having a difficult time or a challenging time, uh, doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit's not at work in your life. However, let's talk about this idea of what if maybe I'm not kind of feeling or what if I'm, you know, my Wi-Fi signal is working. I love that analogy. <laughs> the, the way I kind of like to start thinking about this is we're, we're often, we often don't feel the things that are most true about us. For example, I wake up every day and I don't feel Australian. I don't wake up thinking like, I feel so Australian today. <laughs> um, but it's true. You know, I, I don't wake up every day being like, man, I feel married. I feel so married right now. Um, you know, I just feel just, incredibly manly I as I look incredibly, in the mirror. <laughs> I feel incredibly manly. Yes, maybe you might with that awesome beard. Oh, thank you. Um, Stop it. But but I think so. So I think sometimes it's it's that question of like, um, well, is it that you that you feel disconnected or that you are disconnected? Because those are often two things. You know, it can you can say, oh, I don't feel close to Jesus, and the answer might just be. Well, when was the last time you just sat in silence and just said, God, what do you got to say to me today? Because, you know, you, you could, there could be a feeling of disconnection or there's actual disconnection. Does that make, mm. does that make sense? Um, the best way I can describe it is like, you know, when you're hanging out with your friend and you feel like they're not in a great mood and you just kind of like, Hey, is everything all right? Like you don't seem yourself they're like, no, everything like is legitimately totally fine. You're like, Oh my bad. I just misread the signals there. Um, and so, so I think that the the other thing I I think is really really helpful, and this this is not um, I hope this is not a cliche answer in any like stretch, but um, and it was the four Monday that I asked. But what if you already have what you want, you just don't know it. So what if you already have the Holy Spirit there in your life? You already have that connection, but you just you just don't know it. And, and the reason you don't know it is because you've been looking in all the wrong places. Maybe you kind of feel disconnected from God um, or you feel that disconnection from the Holy Spirit because you've been like, you've been trying to get your fulfillment from work or you've been trying to get your fulfillment from your partner or you've been trying to get your fulfillment from all these things. And God's like, hey, maybe one of the reasons that you're really struggling to feel me is because you're looking in all the wrong places for what you want. And I'm kind of calling you to this place to sit, to be silent to listen to the spirit, but you just seem to keep running away to all these different things all the time. And you need to kind of shed some of those things so you can really hear what I've got to say to you. It's like, um, it just got me thinking, like having, trying to have a conversation with someone who's clearly having a conversation with someone else on the phone. Like they're texting, Snapchatting, they're probably uploading TikToks. I don't know what they're doing, but like it's that sense of, you know it when you're talking to someone and they're not there. Yeah, they're just everywhere else. Like potentially that is like us with God a lot of the time. It's like we're there's a connection, there's something happening, but we are, we're distracted. We're not present. We're not there. Um, as you said, chasing after 
or, you know, being occupied by other things like work and success and money and things like that. I'm not sure if that's similar to what you're saying there. Oh, no, it, it totally is. And I think like you look at, you, you often look at the way in which we engage with our friends, at, you know, is it, we live in a culture of distraction. And it is really, really challenging to spend half an hour with another person without them pulling their phone out. And that kind of behavior doesn't automatically shut off. And that way of going about things doesn't automatically shut off just when we start talking to God. And so I think if we're distracted when we're with our friends, well, maybe we already have what we want. We have the Holy Spirit. We just don't know it. We're not aware of it because we're so distracted by all the other things that we have. Yeah, that's really good. I, um, I even think of like something I've heard from beyond before and I've heard you say, I'm not sure what context, but it was kind of like in order to reach people that no one has um, reached, we've got to do things that no one's done Mm. like a similar expression in order to achieve results that no one has, you've got to do things that no one's done. And I think the same is that like in, in our personal lives as well, it's like, we've got to be willing to make time for things like that, where people around us, they're not they're not making time for us and they're not getting not not that it's a result you're not resulting in a good result a good relationship with the holy spirit but it's a sense that we're going to be willing to do some things differently in order to fully devote our lives to the way that god wants us to live absolutely and i think you know um i'm speaking obviously in very general terms but for for a lot of people that i you know have conversations with and chat to and they're kind of like oh you know i just want to hear from god i'm like Okay, well, have you actually like given yourself an opportunity to hear from God? Mm. It's just hanging out one time, like God's not going to probably provide something to you. The the other thing is like, you know, when we hang out, Lock, uh, I don't go away from our conversations thinking to myself, damn, Lockie didn't give me an, an awesome Instagrammable quote today. <laughs> I'm disappointed by my time hanging out with Lockie. Like I go away and I'm like, hey, I hung out with Lockie and it was fun and we spent yeah. time together and we got to hang out. And I think that's more so the way that we have to approach our relationship with God is that I just want to hang out with Jesus. I want to hang out with the Holy Spirit just because I want to hang out, not because I want to get something or some big revelation. I just want to spend time. That's Mm. what I want to do. I just want to spend time. Yeah, that's good. I feel like we covered some good ground there. Um, It was fun. It was fun. I'm excited. It's a good conversation. I think my encouragement, I, I, I didn't mention this at the start, but like, I guess this is just us chatting. Like this is the definitive answers about the Holy Spirit. But secondly is you have to go on your own journey um, to discover this stuff. Like I don't think you can, from my experience, you can't understand the Holy Spirit through podcasts and sermons and videos that will help you to understand, but you need to go on your own um, journey. And that is an exciting journey to go on. And I think God will would love to meet you there and guide you as like he gets to share more about who he is. I think that's one of the most exciting things for God. If he's excited about some things, like that would be one of them. Yeah, I would say that this is kind of where it gets, where the rubber really hits the road for Jesus followers. Like, and you kind of, I love the illustration you gave there, Locke. It's like, you know, um, as an athlete, like I remember when when I lived overseas, like we could have all our diet. We all, we had all our diets kind of said, Hey, this is what we think you should eat and how you should eat it and when you should eat it. And here's what you should do for recovery and how much you could sleep. And someone can give us all the things and all the information, but until we actually do it, did it, we never saw the benefits to ourselves. And I think the same is true for the Christian faith. Like, Hey, people can open the door for you and start to talk about some of this stuff. And you can read as many books as you want um, because there's so much information out there on this stuff. But until you actually start to kind of just dig into scripture, spend some time with Jesus, 
until you start doing this stuff and make it a regular part of your life, you're not going to see the benefits of that. And we're only really scratching the surface. I think anyone who says, hey, here's the definitive guide to the Holy Spirit, I think you should run in the opposite direction because like, <laughs> I don't think anyone's got that nailed. Yeah, that's good. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I look forward to wrapping up this conversation with you in two weeks with part three. Um, between now and then, I get to chat with Riley and we get to talk all about the Holy Spirit as well. So looking forward to wrapping this up and tying it off, but also incredibly pumped for this series and i hope that um, our listeners are really blessed not just by the words of this podcast but by their own you know journey their own time spending trying to discover this stuff for themselves so i I just really want to encourage everyone to to dive deep to to dive deep with us as we um, attempt to learn more about the holy spirit so thank you so much for tuning in thanks chris for your time and we will catch you in two weeks see you guys